What's up, y'all? We're so happy to have you back here at His Purpose Podcast. So we have another guest that's joining us this evening. We are so honored for all these people. Really and truly. I mean, everybody's story is just incredible. Their nuggets are of, of, of knowledge are great. Yes. Just they, good. They share wisdom. They yeah. hopefully uplift others yeah. that are listening. And we appreciate y'all coming back, you know, repeatedly to hear what we're rambling about. So. <laughs> right. We ramble. They actually talk yes. about stuff. We just add a Do, little something. In. Yeah. Or not. Sprinkles. Sprinkles. <laughs> well, this lady is amazing. She is a dear friend, um, and we can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. So we're not even going to take up too much time here. You know, no. We're just going just gonna to go on. Let's next. just get into it. Next. To the next. Hello. Welcome back, friends. We are here with a new friend of ours, Miss Cassie, and we can't wait to hear about your journey and life experiences and walk with God. So we always like to let our guests open up and tell us a little bit about themselves. So if you don't mind, take it away. Yeah. Um, so hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Cassie Lambert. Um, I am an online fitness coach, mom of three. I've been married to my amazing husband for th- we actually still just celebrated year 13 this past Monday. Oh, um, <laughs> and, um, and I'm an army veteran. So I served in the active duty army for six years and, and everything like that as well. So that's kind of like the, the byline that I usually go through when I introduce myself, nail the kids, nail what I'm currently doing, nail what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so where are you? I know you're in Maryland, well, we know you're in Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> we just shared that. Yeah. Right? But um, where are you originally from? And uh, give us a little bit about your family dynamics growing up, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I'm originally from Michigan, born and raised. That you know, live in the same house from the moment you. Well, I think it's when you're a baby all the way up, same town, same place, same everything, but we kind of like lived in the country. So that's when your mom yells for you to come home because it's coming, it's getting dark kind of. Right. <laughs> My kids know nothing about that. Right. <laughs> or anything. Right. Um, and so I have a, I have a, an older brother and an older sister. Um, but yeah, I was uh, born in Michigan, um, uh, right outside Flint, so like the suburbs of Flint and everything like that. And then once I graduated high school, I, I headed to Michigan State and everything. So uh, for me, like we grew up in the church, like it was just normal. Like I think around like kindergarten or preschool, my mom said, we're all going. Nobody has really a choice in this. Mm-hmm. And then my dad stayed home till about like, I think I was in the second grade. And then finally got the news that he was supposed to start going too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the news that he was told to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he said no for quite some time, um, and everything like that. So, so yeah, like I, I grew up in the church. It was just normal what we did every single Sunday, um, Wednesdays. Then it was youth group, and Sunday night it was going back to church on Sunday night and everything. Um, and I always tell people I grew up in a Baptist church, but not that kind of Baptist church, like the kind where you can't wear the dress. Like I could still wear a skirt the length I wanted it to, all that stuff. So we're still allowed to dance. So it wasn't that Baptist church. It was a different kind of Baptist church type of thing. Um, so so was I always kind of a part of my life pretty much until I got out of the house and then to kind of just started to do my, my own right. thing and said, I'll, I'll be back, God. I'll be back. Right. I'm tired for Sundays. So I'll be back. Kind of experience the world and I'll come right back <laughs> exactly. to you in a little bit. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be going to church. Don't worry, God. But I'll be back in a, I'll be back in a few years when I settle down. Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. That's so, so was that like right around when you went to college? Yeah, absolutely. It was like the, it was, it was pretty much the day I. I left the house. That's what, that's pretty much how it happened. And it was never, it was never because like, I didn't like church or anything like that. I actually really liked church. I, um, uh, went forward and was baptized when I was 12, never thought, Oh, I never had those moments where I'm like, Oh, is he real? Or isn't he real? Like I never had any of that stuff. My faith was always still strong. I just wanted to go do some things that I know didn't feel good to step back inside of a church necessarily every single Sunday and everything like that. Um, And so, you know, it just, it wasn't until 
I think basic training in the army <laughs> that I got my butt back into church because it got us out of having to do work and scrub our floors. Everybody went to church if you're in basic training, even if you didn't believe, because it was the only way you got out of doing hard labor on Sundays in basic training. <laughs> I'm going to go find a guy because I do not want to do this work this day. I just don't. <laughs> So you'll sometimes see these videos of all these kids in uniform at basic training and they're all like praising the Lord. Be like, I know what you're doing. You're getting out of them chores that you were supposed to be doing and getting yelled at by the drill sergeant. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mess. Look, you never know how God wants to get people. Exactly. That's so funny. Um, so to go back a little bit, so you you said your mom basically was the one who kind of like thwarted you guys into going to church. Like, mm-hmm. so, could you tell a difference in like the family dynamic between your mom and your dad, like pre-church and then post, you know, like when he was eight, when he was made or wanted to go and start attending church, like, could you tell a difference even though you were young or, Yeah. And I would say like, I I don't even remember exactly or even why he exactly started going because I know he was against it. So my mom grew up in church. My dad did not. He wasn't. Yeah. And I don't think even when they were dating, she was necessarily going or anything like that either. And I'm guessing maybe because I know I felt like this when I had kids, like, oh my gosh, I have kids now. We need to get back into church kind of thing. Um, And I don't know if that's kind of what thwarted her to say, okay, it's time. And he was just like, don't put that on me or anything like that. But I did notice a difference when he started going. And I remember even so much, and I I know for a fact that there had to be a huge difference because I remember when I got older in high school and my mom was like, never, this is so funny, never, you don't want to date someone or marry someone who isn't of faith. And I think there was probably tension there that I never truly saw or knew about and so she warned me. I didn't listen, but, <laughs> but <laughs> she adores my husband and I pulled him over to my side anyway. So, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> so I know there was probably some issues there that I never actually truly saw, but eventually my dad was serving on the boards in church. He was doing Sunday school. They were hosting small group at our house. So like, he went all in eventually um, and everything like that. And yeah, I do think it it made a difference when my dad was talking about God because I'm extremely close to my father too. Um, Love my mama to death, but you know, I, I am my dad's daughter through and through personality wise. So I know it, even for me, it made a big difference when I saw him going. Okay. And so you kind of alluded to the fact that maybe your husband wasn't a believer at some point. Can you share a little bit about that? (laughs) So my husband's a a, a funny creature. So my husband likes to poke holes in things that I can't answer. So with my husband, it's not that he he is not necessarily a believer. He just has so many questions. He wants me to answer them. And I don't know the answer because I just know when I was a little girl and I was 12 years old, I went forward and there's never been any doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. So faith has guided me almost so much stronger than needing facts. Yeah. And so I never sought out those kind of maybe deeper questions that he does. He's like, yeah, but Cassie, if he knows everything, what about this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You need to go find somebody smarter than me. You need to find a theologian. I am not your person for this. Like, do not, I don't know because I said so, because I got nothing else for you kind of thing. And so even though, yes, he is a believer, he, I know there is definitely doubts that creep in way more than I've, I just, I have zero, like never, never even doubt anything. I remember a very specific time because we, we were, um, he's in the military. So we were both in Afghanistan together. And so we lived in this little 10 by 10, like wooden hut. Oh my gosh! Like if you can get through that and get through marriage, like for anything, right? For a full oh, yeah. hut, ten by ten, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. And I remember him just like going, and we were newlyweds. Like we were only in the first couple of years of marriage. We had never lived together because we had always deployed. I was in Iraq, he was in Afghanistan. Then we would come home, but we lived in two parts of the U.S. So our first full year of marriage living together was actually in Afghanistan. Mm. And so deep conversations happen, right? 
And so he'd be just be asking me these deep questions. I would get so mad because I can't answer them. And my reason is just because I said so and stop trying to poke holes into what I know to be a hundred percent true kind of thing. But he's not doing it from a place of trying to be difficult. He genuinely wants answers that I just personally can never and will never be able to provide to him kind of thing. So because, so do you think that there are things that you can't answer because it's just your experience and there's just some things about your faith that you can't explain. explain. Yeah. Like your particular walk that you like can't explain to him. And it's like, well, you could just go have to try it to see (laughs) that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know it's not that way for everybody. I know a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, when I was reading my Bible, I felt X, Y, and Z. And that's when it's kind of like that moment. I'm like, no, I just feel it in me. Even when I was far away and wasn't going or reading my Bible or anything like that, that faith part never, that part never wavered. Even if I wasn't necessarily living a certain way. That never wavered once in my life. Not, I mean, even in like the worst times has never once wavered. Yeah. I've always been knowing that bad things happen not because of him. I've never thought of anything that way. Um, and yeah. so maybe that's sometimes why maybe I don't know the deeper answers to stuff or like the correct, maybe even church answers that somebody else would be able to give because I've never really sought them out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I would always like to say, like, logic and emotion do not live in the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. So, mm-hmm. if you try to logic your way to God, you're not going to find him. Yeah. Take that step of, like, leap yeah. of faith and kind of jump into it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Experience God. And that's <clears> what. That's exactly it. And when I can see God's hand in so many different places in my life, it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, it's just there because, like, I can just tell. I just know, kind of thing. <laughs> I can feel it. Why can't you? <laughs> yeah. Do you currently, like, affiliate yourself with a particular, like, denomination or no? Or- no. It's funny. Like, we've gone off and on. And it's so hard when you move so much to actually find a church. So we'll go long periods where we don't have one. So I'll be like, you know, listening to podcasts on Sunday and, and everything like that, like Transformation Church in, um, in in Tulsa. Like that's been my go-to since we've moved to Maryland because we moved to Maryland, then COVID hit, everything shut down. Right. We never even had a chance. Like I was still Googling potential places and things shut down. We were in California. We were in a tiny military base. I do not like military churches. Sorry for anybody who's listening who's like either chaplain. I'm sorry. I do not like to go to a church where it's the people that are in the command. Of, it'd be like going to a church and seeing your boss every single day sitting next to you going, did you get that report done? Like I just, it's not, it's a weird dynamic. Your military bases, they're your, also your neighbors, also your bosses and coworkers. And then also the... I just, I just can't, I can't do it. So we haven't found a church in a while. (laughs) We haven't found a church in a while, but we've already picked one out in South Carolina if they're open. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tend to go with non-denominational, but I'm not against, like if if it said Methodist or Baptist going and trying it out Mm -hmm. um, kind of thing. So I never get too pigeonholed and like it has to be this specific one. yeah, that's a long-winded answer. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So are your kids like really active in the church as well? Like, are they like part of youth groups or anything? They were when we were in in the last. They were when we were in Florida because I was actually leading one of the smaller groups. I think I had the third graders at the time um, in the church we were in there, and so my youngest son was just a baby, um, so he doesn't really remember much about it. And then my little bit older son, he remembers. And then if there's vacation Bible schools, which there wasn't this year, I have them go to that to try and kind of circumvent things. And then I talk about it with them, like at the house and stuff like that. But because of all the transition and chaos these last several years, they have not gotten rooted in. And that's why I'm really excited about our next move because I know we're going to be there for four years. And so if coronavirus can just go away so we can go, it'd be a lot easier for me to get to get on that. Um, but they, you know, they 
they've heard me talk enough and, and teach them enough where they'll just be like, oh yeah, like God made the world and, and all of that stuff. My daughter is adopted from China. We adopted her last year. So she is still learning English. So there's not much there for her. <laughs> we have a long ways to go. We just got to teach her how to open and close the door right now. So she's five years old, but there's still, we're not quite there with her yet. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. So um, I was going to ask about, I guess, any of your experiences, if you can share that um, mm -hmm. moment if in your life that, you know, Jesus, God just resonated and, and shared himself with you in some way or saved you from something or whatever it could have been. Yeah. So, I mean, there's usually, obviously, I think there's that distinct moment when people say like, hey, I decided in that moment to say like, yes, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So I think that one's like the clearest one when I was 12. But then I got baptized again when we lived in Florida. Um, I had... We had just moved again. And so we were living in Florida and I was out of the military. And for the most part, like when I got on the military, I thought, okay, no, no big deal. I had, I had my bachelor's degree. I just finished up my master's. I I'm doing everything right on paper that the world tells us we're supposed to do. Right. Um, I had done private con defense contracting. I thought I was extremely good at my job in the intelligence field, and we moved to Florida and I'm getting told there's like no jobs and I'm pregnant with my second son. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going into interviews pregnant and I don't think anybody ever held that against me, but I'm like trying to hide the baby bump, like underneath the table going, mm -hmm. no issues here. Won't need to turn be leave over here kind of thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as soon as we moved to Florida, my husband was gone all the time. So I have like I'm going through one with the terrible twos. I'm pregnant with another. And I'm out of work for the first time since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding myself getting angry, going, I don't understand. Like, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And you're telling me there's not a market for me around military bases. Like, I have all the credentials. I have the experience. So then, like, crazy starts to set in a little bit. And I tried to go... <laughs> Join the military again, like eight months pregnant. I marched me and my two-year-old back in the recruiter's office. I was like, will you take me back? And they're like, ma'am, you have a baby in your belly. I'm like, I can do push-ups. I promise you. Um, <laughs> and I just, I was in a place of desperation because my identity was so closely tied to my job and my work, which was for me, I thought was supposed to be my purpose in life. I thought one of my gifts truly was serving my country. I truly believed that's what I was supposed to do. So, you know, I joined the army and then I get out and I'm still in the intelligence field, whether it was defense department in the future, whatever the case may be. And month after month, I'm seeing that identity literally be ripped away from me while my husband's still wearing the uniform, getting to go do whatever he wants. And I started to get like mad, not at God, but just at the situation. What do I do? So I tried joining the military again. They looked at me like I was nuts. I told my husband, as soon as the baby's born, I'm going back to Afghanistan as a civilian and I will just contract there and you can take care of the kids. Cause if I can do it, why can't you like all these crazy things? And of course he was like, okay, babe, whatever you want, like just nutty stuff that I was doing. But what was really happening is God was just putting me on a different path. And so while I saw this stay at home life as like no offense to stay-at-home moms. I saw it as my like a death sentence. I never was wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I was a career woman. That's what I was supposed to do. And it was just going away. And I was mad and I was ticked off at the world. And why does he get to do it? And I can't. And I just woke up one morning and I just had peace. And I said, okay, I'm going to do something else. I guess I'm going to become a personal trainer because that's what God has. The other gift he gave me was personal strength and being able to teach people and coach people. When I was in the military, I was finding a lot of my soldiers weren't getting the, the help they needed to be physically fit. They were just getting yelled at and then getting yelled at didn't help them get any stronger, yeah. um, especially my female soldiers. And I found I was really good at taking them aside and helping them pass their physical fitness tests and not make them feel like bad about themselves because they couldn't do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this doesn't feel as big of a deal as what I was being before, but okay, I'll do it. And I literally, you know, it took me almost a year after that 
as I'm, you know, matching my previous income in the military and doubling it and starting to surpass even my husband's income going, oh my gosh, this is the path you wanted me on. Like I'm, it's, you basically took all those things that I thought I couldn't be stay at home mom. Yes, I work from home, but I'm a stay at, you know what I mean? Like no type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said that is not for you. That was one chapter in your life. This is your new path. Um, and then, you know, even now COVID hits and I'm like, I see parents freaking out, obviously, because they're like, how do we take care of our kids when the schools are shut down? And I have this blessing that God took me out of the path I thought I needed or wanted years ago and didn't, I had no stress when it happened. I mean, it was still a little scary, but no stress when all that happened. And God's hand has been in every single part of that, like shedding of what, who I thought I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing and nervous about being, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to put it. Cause I know it, I didn't think I'd ever could handle staying at home and spending that much time with my children. Not that I don't love them, but (laughs) this was, (laughs) it sounds so bad when I say it out loud. I thought I wasn't built that way kind of thing. And it's just all those like lies I was telling myself. He's really shown me that this is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. He just set the path on me a lot sooner than I was ready to kind of thing. So yeah, that's been the most recent one. Then homeschooling he put in front of me because instead of doing distance learning, I decided to pull all three kids from the school system and completely homeschool. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Lord, I'm listening, but I'm not happy. And then I just look at, I look at them now and they're just thriving under like homeschooling. And so it's just, you see all these things. And I know sometimes you have to get out of the storm to kind of see like the blessing. Um, and that's just kind of the way it's always been, even with, you know, my daughter, yeah. you know, getting my daughter was, you know, a huge blessing and, and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of the different places that I've really seen him work in my life. That's really powerful. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? Um, you said... <laughs> Is what happens. This is real life, you guys. <laughs> you said a lot of good things there. I know. I forgot. I was going to ask um, if, I guess. Go ahead, because I don't remember. <laughs> I was going to ask if, in your um, you know, personal training, do you have a place or an interjection or conversation with some of your people about God as you're helping them? Or is it kind of completely separate or? You know, it's really been interesting because I think it's a, so I do everything online. So my clients find me online. Um, all of it's done online. So I've always never been ashamed of being a Christian, but sometimes it's hard to know how to put it out on social media in a way that's authentic to you and not like a just because. Yeah. Like, I don't wear Jesus t-shirts, but I do listen to God music. So like I do things for me that kind of wears my, puts my faith out there. So like when I do workouts on Instagram stories, I really do listen to like a lot of Jesus music in the morning <laughs> and it just puts me in such a better place, especially recently. Um, then listening to pop music, not that I don't love pop music and everything like that. And I've had people heart my stories a little bit more. Cassie, I love this song. And I actually received a message from a client today on saying basically like, she feels like it's so interesting. This happened to like two hours before I came on the podcast. She's like, I, I think that you're a woman of faith. And I just want to let you know that like, it's been on my heart that I was supposed to reach out to you. And like, I just want you to know that like God loves you and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, how did you know I was like going on a podcast day to like talk about these things? (laughs) (laughs) So while I never talk about, I've talked about it on my own podcast. I will talk about how God really has guided me. That's kind of how it comes out a little bit um, in, in more of a, I guess maybe subtle way, but I think a lot of my clients do realize it kind of thing. Um, so it's not necessarily a shame. It's just, I always got to make sure it's authentic to me and how I show up in the online space, 
So it feels good that it is actually me and like not forced because I should put like a big quote on there and say Psalms, you know, you know, X, Y, and Z or, or something like that. So, and I, and I think it did take me a little bit of time. I do see myself growing more and more about being more open on my social media about it. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Um, I, and we kind of talk about, we talked about this probably like earlier on in our relationship, like the friendship relationship, (laughs) but that sounded weird. Anyway. So, right. But no, it was just that she had asked like earlier on, um, just like how I share faith. Cause I've been, uh, I mean, I've been a believer for like, I don't even know how long, probably like my whole life. Uh-huh. I've been a believer for a long time too. And you know, like after a while of like being in it, like, I don't want to say like you settle into some things, but you kind of, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take away from the fact that like, I don't have a problem sharing about God and Christ to anybody like I don't care because he's been good in my life so like there's no reason for me not to but the way that it like you said it's not plastered on a t-shirt all the time I mean I do have a t-shirt I, but like, <laughs> I got like six I got like six or seven t-shirts okay for what they're dope and also um, it's, but it's not like all the time. Like clearly I can't, I'm a teacher actually. So I, you know, at school, we are not rocking these statement tees, mm-hmm. but, um, it does come out in how I love, how I work, how, you know, you know what I mean? Like everything doesn't necessarily have to be plastered. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like the God in you. And so even if you just did like the little subtle things like on social media, I mean, like you said, the lady recognized it and really anybody could be playing, you know, um, like faith-based music or whatever, but she happened to recognize it. So it was probably more in just who you were, you know, Mm -hmm. like how you presented your kindness, your motivation, your encouragement, whatever you're doing on there. Um, And, and it's a, I think I personally think that that's just such a cool way to present God. Like I'd rather him just come up in, in conversation authentically, even if mm-hmm. you, but question me about it, like, uh, you know, on your own time in a real way, like, no, I don't talk about it all the time. Cause I've had those conversations too, where you're like, well, I'm not, I don't, you know, display it for the world to see mm-hmm. not tattooed on my body. But um, you can tell that I tend to be kinder or more patient or, you know, really encouraging and super non-encouraging time. So, you know. Yeah, um, I think you had a good point there. Super encouraging, especially this year, super encouraging and non-encouraging times. And I think that's when sometimes I felt even more of this like interesting way that like I did want to show up and saying like, I am praying for all the stuff that is happening to all the people. But then sometimes I almost felt bad for saying it because I would follow people on social media that would say, stop using your faith as an excuse. And I'm like, whoa, so is this bit? And so I would start to question the way I was showing up a little bit because people that I cared about, not like we weren't best friends would then make a post and be like, stop using God as your reason why you're not or why you are. And so like, they're like, that's not the reason I'm not with that. Are they talking to me? Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> so I had to shed that too and be like, whoa, stop projecting. Literally. Even if they are talking about you, it doesn't matter kind of thing. So I did wrestle with that a little bit. Yeah. But then once I came out of it, I was like, that's okay. I'm going to yeah. keep on doing, doing the way that I need to do it because if it does come from a place of love, can it really not ignorance, love, there's a difference. <laughs> then can it be so horrible? And I, and that's why when you said that, that positivity, even if people can't find it, it's not a shield to say anything. It's no, I really just know that it's going to be okay because God says it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like even when, um, the, election happened and I was like I'm going to these polls and I'm you know I don't talk very much about like politics in general just in general because Mm -hmm. right yeah but um I did like the morning that I woke up to go 
I just really had like a song on my heart and we also we met through like doing worship and so like singing worship music and so I sang it on my Instagram stories and all this other stuff and it wasn't it was just the Lord's prayer like that's all mm-hmm. that it was it wasn't and I was just like I, I was like I'll be honest I'm not a fan of either one okay I don't I'm not the biggest fan of either one in some way but I'm going to do my due diligence today and go and do this thing and then I sang the song and then like a few hours later, I like looked at my thing after I left um, the voting polls and people were just like, same thing. Like, you know, how could you think this and da, 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 and what are you trying to say and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, first off, mind you be like. That's crazy to me. And I think it is a projection yeah, of something like, unhappy in them. Yeah. And that's what I said. That's what I said. I think to like two different people, I was like, what I do has nothing to do. If you didn't want to do it, just skip right on. What satisfied my soul in this moment. And if you can't respect that, don't say way I respect your stuff. Then, <laughs> yeah. then we can't have this conversation anymore. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, like, why would you project? That's, that's been one of the most unhealthy things that I've seen. Yeah. It's like recently is all these like projections of everything. Like, I think it's to be expected as well. I mean, Jesus wasn't accepted while he was here on earth either. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I, and that's why, that's why I said, it's always been like this tug. It's like, I'm not trying to hide it, but sometimes, no, a lot of times when things are, looks like the world is about to explode. I can find positivity in my faith. Right. And why is that so bad that I put that on social media? That's crazy to me that you're not allowed to. <laughs> that's just nuts. It's just nuts that that now is a bad, thing. a bad thing somehow yeah. by some random people who wouldn't say it to your face if they saw you in person, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right about it. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's it's to be expected that people are going to be of the flesh and of the world and be uh, a little bit, um, I guess, hardened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so I guess the fitness thing is uh, your new purpose now, your new uh, drive in life. So you said you do it through Instagram? Yeah. So um, I have two ways that that, that people can kind of connect with me. I have a group called the Lady Lifting Community. So I focus primarily with people on, well, women specifically. I do have some male clients. A lot of my old soldiers have always come to be like, oh, Sergeant Lambert, I'm kind of getting some weight when I got all the military going to help me out. (laughs) Like, don't worry, I got you. I kicked your butt then. I kicked your butt now. So I have a Facebook group called the Lady Lifting Community, which is, you know, really, really empowered by like strength training. Doesn't matter if you're 20s. I have clients in their 60s um, and and everything like that. And then on Instagram under Cassie Lynn Lift. And I share a lot of stuff um, on there and like Instagram stories. And then when people see my daughter, that's usually like the stories that always do the best. (laughs) She's working out with you too. Oh yeah, she always likes to come down in her ballerina costume and do a twirl right in front of the camera, right at the wrong time. <laughs> come on, please see me. Well, um, I guess one other thing that we always like to ask is if you could say anything to, I guess, your younger self or to maybe your daughters now that they're um, growing up and, and watching you. What would it be? Do you have like a golden nugget that you would share with them? Yeah, I think really when you think that you're in a storm, like the clouds are going to clear. Like they, they just are. You can do more damage to yourself and to the things around you if you lash out. If you just know that even when things feel horrible, And you may not understand the purpose and you may not understand the reason. You may feel like there can't possibly be anything good that can come of this. Just know that something good really is coming like around the corner. You may not see it right away, but you will look back and there was something that happened there that truly was a gift. Mm, I love that. Do you have anything like a... I guess a verse or anything that you really hold on to or that calms you or people. oh, I could put me on a spot to quote something. I got like nothing. <laughs> 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 
But what you were just saying though really makes me feel uh, makes me think about a, a verse that I've been holding on to for quite some time. Yeah, Psalms twenty-seven, thirteen through fourteen. For I would have despaired had I not believed that God, that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Well, now I'm going to use that one. Yeah. <laughs> wait on the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage, but wait on him. So, I love it. Yeah. That's that. When you said that, I was like, that's what I've been living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's why everybody needs to live in 2020. That's why it needs to. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to take courage. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think um, also, because we really didn't even talk, which I feel like this probably could be a whole nother conversation, like another time, but do you think that there is, or rather, what do you think your greatest lesson was from being in the military? Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm, that's really good. Greatest lesson being in the military. I think it, I think it really has to do with like that inner strength. Um, there's, there's pieces of the military. And I still tell my husband, I was like, babe, if the war kicks off, I can't guarantee I go to the recruiter's office. Like I might get it back in because I loved it so much. Um, (laughs) I feel like Uncle Sam's calling me. Um, (laughs) um, I think it was really like just that inner strength and just, there was something about and this could be a positive. Some people, this may say, be say a negative, right? There's a lot of people who think you join the military and you become like brainwashed because you're doing something that higher, higher people in government are telling you go do kind of thing. But for me, there was just like this, this selfless service that you just, it did not matter. And it kind of goes with this year too. Did not matter what that person's religion was next to you, what they looked like next to you, what they had been through next to you you would have been willing to take like a bullet for them. No questions asked because they were wearing the same uniform as you. There was no like, well, you're from here and you look like this. And none of that was there. You genuinely just said, oh, you're willing to go do this too. I got you. Like there was just something where all of that identity was completely shed. Um, And there was just like this connected strength that you had with people that sometimes you barely even knew. Yeah. And so I don't think after having that kind of experience that I can ever forget that. Like you take that like wherever you go kind of thing. When you meet people from all different walks of life and been through all different experiences, you just see them and you don't see anything else really. Yeah. This is selflessness. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah. Too, especially now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And then I think my other question, the question I forgot ages ago. uh, Yes, it came back. Okay. So um, you said that for a long time, it took you a minute to like kind of get over this idea that your identity was completely wrapped up into the military, right? And so now you're doing fitness and you love it. if it were taken away, do you think that you would struggle again with that identification or did you try to like steer yourself, your, your mindset into like a completely different direction to, you know, so that, so that I guess like, um, having your identity caught up in the work of it all is not an issue for you anymore. Yeah, I think especially growing my own business rather than going and being a trainer at somebody else's gym, that like builds some character with you and you kind of start to say, okay, yes, I have a personal training business, but man, I'm also a leader. I'm a teacher. And so I think it allowed me to realize other things about myself. And and like I said, the other thing it allowed me to do is like, wow, like I'm a mom. And yes, I realized that when I actually had my kids, but like, I love being a mom more now than what I ever could have truly realized was going to happen. So it allowed me to almost see other things. So I think if for some reason, yeah, either I stopped getting clients or whatever the reason, what, 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 whatever the case may be, 
I think I would have so much better peace with it that I would know where to pivot and what that was supposed to do, what the next thing for me would be kind of thing. Um, whether it's, for, you know, God forbid one of the kids gets sick or wh- whatever, whatever that is. I think I would definitely probably have a moment. I have a moment to mourn. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. We're doing this again, aren't we? Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I think it would definitely be a lot. It j- wouldn't be so, I think the anger would not be there. I was just a very angry person. I will say that anger led me back to church. That anger led me back, led me to saying, God, I am, I am back. My family is here. And I got baptized again. So that's like another thing. Like it wasn't just he helped me know my new path. It was the thing that got my butt back in the door too. So how did the know. anger, sorry, how did the anger get you back in? Is it because like most people get angry and they're like, I'm out. So <laughs> how was that? Yeah. Just how did that happen? I think I knew if I didn't hold on tighter to him that I could ruin my marriage with the kind of anger I felt. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ruin the people that loved me the most. I mean, my husband was okay with me going back to Afghanistan because he just wanted me to be happy. Wow. Yeah. And so how could I just sit there? Like, how could I not do everything in my power? And once again, it fell back on my faith um, to make sure that I did what I need. Because I mean, I believe my husband was plucked out of the world and put in Alaska as my very first duty station. So we would run into to each other. That is the man God put in my life. And so to not do everything to make myself whole so I could be the spouse that he needed because he was being supportive. I was the one being a pain <laughs> with baby number two coming <laughs> kind of thing. So, so yeah, so it actually, I just did the opposite. I ran back to the church and then I was getting baptized like six months later kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Rather than running away. And I do know that. I do know that a lot of people say, I'm so mad at you. But I never felt mad at God. I was mad at the world for rejecting me. More than I was mad at God for changing the mix up on me. (laughs) That makes sense to me. I did the same thing. That's why I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Are we kind of like on the same wavelength? When I So uh, prior to having our daughter... I had had a miscarriage like halfway through my pregnancy and I was in church and like we were going and stuff, but like mentally I was like, so checked out. It was, Mm -hmm. and, and I was angry as well. Super angry, super depressed, super sad. And I'd also, it was taking me forever to find a job. And I was so sick in this first pregnancy that like I couldn't work half the time anyway. Mm-hmm. And when I was ready to work again, it was taking forever. And I was like, I am very capable and able. What is the world is going on? And I was just getting more mad and more mad and more depressed mm-hmm. and everything else like that. And I and I did say, like, what am I doing this for? But I think I was just in such a place of like lostness mm-hmm. that I only went to what was familiar. And at that time, kind of the same, like I wasn't even sure that that was my husband or my family, you know, like my mom and my sisters and all that. I was just like, I got to go to like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to believe for real, this is might be my last shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like giving him a, you know, like giving God a chance for whatever reason I thought I was bad enough to say that at the time. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you go there, it's like your last ditch effort and he blows up for you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, that, and that, that. that's, a, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we had, I had two miscarriages. And so like that tragedy, like had to have the miscarriage to have my current, my son, Gavin, Mm. then I had to have another miscarriage so I could have my son Landon. And then those miscarriages led us to adoption because once I found out I love motherhood, I was ready to have 10 babies. But I was like, I don't know, mom. I was like, no. <laughs> um, so it's it's always, I think, I think tragedy. I like I said, if you just gotta get through it, there is something yeah. beautiful and positive and oh, yeah, wonderful right. on the other side 
that I just, I always get so sad if people can't see that or realize that. Because yes. it always sounds like, oh, you're just being positive. Like, okay, well, I've been so well, it's a crap too. <laughs> yeah. Depressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like in those trials and tribulations and those struggles, that's where you know what you're made of. There's a parable in the Bible. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. like the house being the firm foundation, and you don't know what your foundation is and how strong you truly are until there's a storm. Yeah. A storm yeah. to know your strength. Mm -hmm. so a lot of times, especially in this day and age, we run away from anything that's hard. If it's not instant, if it takes work, if it's, you know, mm -hmm. something that might, you know, make you sweat or a little, mm -hmm. you uh, mm -hmm. run away from those things. So yeah, yeah that's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, I do. I think it's good. And I think I, I wish more people would run to the church. When yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, they would find so much peace, there. Yeah. Yeah, peace and community and everything like that. Because I'll never forget going to like small group and like, I'm just like, I'm mad I can't find a job, people. They're like, okay, who's this girl? <laughs> I'm here, but I'm a little angry, people. <laughs> But you do find community. It's like they already know they're going to have to work a little bit harder. <laughs> it's like tap in. It's like, man, she's going to be a doozy. But exactly. I honestly felt like that 100% when I was in, when I was at that church dealing with all that stuff. I was like, I'm giving these people a rest. <laughs> Like, oh, overtime, overtime. <laughs> they so. said you were worth it, Desiree. They sure did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but that's cool, though. That's cool. All right. What you thinking? Well, we usually like to end on asking you if there's anything that we can help you um, stand in agreement with on something that you may be seeking from God or looking to do in your next steps, um, whatever it could be. So is there anything that we can pray for you on? If you feel Yeah, like I think just for like us and our family, it's just taking that next step, that next move, that next place for us. We're really looking to settle in. I mean, I'm trying to give my kids a foundation, yet we're uprooting them every five seconds and everything yeah. um, and, and everything like that. So I think, I think for us, it's just really being able to settle in uh, to South Carolina in, in a place where we can find community, where my kids can have friends. And uh, my, my daughter, uh, she has a heart condition too. So like we've changed cardiologists all the time with her. It's like, we just want to find a place where we can stay and put some roots down for a little bit. I think I'm craving it. My husband's craving it. The kids, you can even tell they're craving it. Yeah. And I think it's just that transition that we just want to have it to be. I mean, no move is actually smooth whatsoever. Things will be lost and broken. Uh, but, <laughs> but but I think it's just, I feel like there's a, another chapter coming, which can be kind of nerve wracking, but actually a really, a really good place. So that would be something I'd really appreciate. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's Dang. Look, I say that like it's like a bad thing. No, <laughs> God, to okay. I know. Um, no, okay, so that's very cool. Do you mind telling me where you're moving to? Uh, we are moving to North Augusta, South Carolina. Oh my gosh, you are that's so where close to us. Are you serious? Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> I'm from North Augusta. I'm from Augusta, Georgia, but uh -huh. is where my family is from. Uh huh. My family's military army background. And I mean, okay. we're in Indiana, so it's only like an hour, 25 minutes. Yeah, that's not far at all. <laughs> no, like, it's like right on the border. We almost thought, because he's going yes. to Fort Gordon. So we almost thought about going, staying in Georgia. But the tax, the house tax rates are so much lower in South Carolina. We went over the border. Very <laughs> right about that. <laughs> Y'all have low uh, gas prices. Yeah. Take yeah. that for what it is. Like some of the lowest in the country. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just wondering. My sister lives in Columbia and they actually have a really awesome church. It's like probably another like 60 some odd miles away from where you'll be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's cool. Okay. So. <laughs> Just that's kidding. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. Um, God, thank you so much for just our time with um, Ms. Cassie today, Lord God. Thank you for um, just the the purpose and the joy and the the spirit that you've put on the inside of her, Lord God, um, even from the time that she was a young girl, Lord God. She's always known that you are you and you are good and you're God, and you've just shown up time and time again in her life, Lord God, and we thank you for that. Um, and with that being said, Lord God, we also know that as you've shown up before, you will continue to show up in her life and the life of her family, um, her children, her husband, Lord God. I pray that you would guide them in this next season of their life, Lord God, that they would be able to um, find roots, Lord God, <clears throat> uh, for where they're going. Um, with her business, Lord God, with his work, Lord God, with the children and their schooling and doctors and just every single need that they have when they get down there, Lord God, that you would meet it, um, that they would be able to really find community inside and outside of the base, Lord God, um, being able to find friends and whatever it might be, homeschool co-ops or anything that um, that you have set up for them, Lord God. I pray that it is being prepared um, even as we are speaking and that when they get there, Lord God, that they will feel that sense of home, Lord God. Touch everything that she is going to do in the future. Thank you for what you've already done in her life and in her business. And um, we pray all the best for her in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank right. you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome getting to know you and hearing your journey. And Definitely. I am going to look up your uh, Lift, lady lift, know, right? Lady lift in community, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I probably need the lady lift. Nothing going on. Hey, I say all you need is Jesus and a barbell, and you get through anything. Okay. Let me go find the barbell. T-shirt for that for sure. I will sport that around. Jesus with a barbell over his head or doing a deadlift. <laughs>